What is privilege? How far does economic privilege go in our educational system? Should parents be able to buy their children's way into college? These are just some of the questions we aim to answer today. Hi, I'm Yusuf Ejiki, and you're listening to The View. Act 1. Parents always have the best intentions in mind for their children. However, their intentions can often clash with legality and can often result in bribery situations. This situation can often arise when talking about college admissions. Parents at this time can often go to great lengths to make sure their children have the edge over other applicants when it comes to competing for spots. This becomes especially problematic, however, when the children of wealthy parents are involved. Wealth for many applicants can ultimately be the deciding factor for who is admitted and denied when it comes to being accepted to a prestigious university. Grants are the most recognized version of this kind of bribery and the most common. Grants, however, are an essential part of the educational system. If they were removed, it would be a heavy blow to many of our nation's colleges and universities. Universities, of course, give out special privileges to the children of these wealthy donors. Not giving special privileges in these situations can be risky as it brings up the possibility of the donors revoking their donations to these universities, especially in instances when a constant money stream is being provided by the donor, if they're contributing a sum monthly, weekly, or even yearly. When talking about this topic, a question arises. Should legal donations be classified as bribes or philanthropic donations? One thing to keep in mind is that by determining one to be correct solution, it simply labels the option as a lesser of the two evils. Knowing this, I believe they should be allowed to be classified as donations. Grants and donors are an important part of the jingle-like structure of our higher educational system. Moving them has the possibility to cause the entire system to implode on itself and would result in astronomically high tuition fees. Colleges would struggle to cope with the loss of a handicap, and many would close down as a result of it. The way the current system is set up is far from perfect, but by removing this key part of our system quickly and deliberately is just not the right course of action to take. A third option or measure that could be put in place is a requirement to donate anonymously. If universities had a system put in place that made sure they didn't find out the identity of the donor, then donations could be ruled as legitimate, and any situation in which anonymity wasn't provided could be ruled as bribery. This option would make it possible to still allow legitimate donations to university, whilst preventing special privilege from being awarded to the children of said donors. Whether or not this would work is up to theory. There are, however, efforts to limit the tax breaks that the wealthy receive from donating these sums. Inside Higher Ed reported, quote, U.S. Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon, the ranking Democrat on the Senate Finance Committee, announced last week that he's drafting legislation that would remove the tax deductions available to donor in these circumstances. This, of course, is a small measure to take when tackling the entire higher educational system, but it is a step in the right direction. It's also important when talking about requiring anonymity that it may deter donors from donating if they know their children aren't going to be given an unfair advantage. Another negative is that it might deter donors who are in it for the clout. Clout, of course, is a big drive for donors, and by removing the possibility for clout, donors may decide to not donate at all. Act 2 Students that apply to college often face the same financial hurdle, tuition. Tuition nowadays is expensive, and most students look to financial aid and student loans to help them combat this. Student aid is divided into two categories, merit-based, which is based on the academic accomplishments of the student, and need-based. Need-based tuition is based off the amount of money that the student's parents make. Most students are able to get the need-based financial aid that they need, but a few file into a minority. To address this issue, one must first understand the basis of the system. 
Need-based aid is based on the premise that students' parents will pay for their college. Students who are poor will receive a lot more aid than the students whose parents make six figures. But what about the students whose parents make massive sums of money? What if their parents don't want to pay for their child's tuition? Here, a problem arises. Students who are legitimately the victim of their parents not wanting to pay are faced with a mountain of student debt. They are often hit with the full face value of their college, whilst less affluent children are faced with a significantly lower amount. However, here, another problem shows itself. Exploitation. Exploitation of the system has been around for a while. However, more extreme methods have been more recently been rearing their heads. In a report done by ProPublica Illinois, wealthy parents were found, quote, giving up legal guardianship of their children in order to scam universities into qualifying them for need-based financial aid. To help clear up any questions surrounding this topic, I have on the line Mr. Anwar Bukiri, former assistant professor at UMass Boston. First question. What do you define as wealthy? Well, uh, I can tell you what wealthy is. Uh, if you look at, uh, you know, if you look at Shaquille O'Neal, for instance, he's rich, right? And the guy who sends his check is wealthy. So that's that's what wealthy means to me. All right. Uh, next question. Do you think if a child is financially self-sufficient, they should be able to receive aid? Should they? I don't think any. I don't think they should, anyone should receive any aid. That's uh, aid doesn't help people. It just makes them lazy. Okay. Uh, how responsible is a parent for paying for their child's college? I think it builds character if the kid, uh, child could uh, work through college and 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 pay for their own way. So first of all, it's discipline. Second of all. They would value their education better. They will not just drop out for no apparent reason. And and when they're done, they don't have to owe anybody anything and they can claim that they did it themselves. Okay. Uh, do you worry wealthy parents might try and take advantage of the government giving their children aid by making their children remove dependency from them? Well, that's a fact. I mean, there are people that actually moved uh, their gave their kids, actually they, they had uh, their kids uh, being adopted by, by different uh, members of the family, so that, that there are facts, there are cases out there, there are anecdotal cases, uh, but I don't think you, I don't think, uh, you know, people, I don't think people should, should do that. Okay, and uh, what are your thoughts on the college admission scandal? Uh, did you take out a college loan yourself? 
assistant for donuts and I deliver pizza to pay for, to pay for my, my college. But my college is only $3,000 a semester, so, you know, it's not it's not something that uh, I think right now, I don't think it's not something that, that people could do. You know, UMass costs $16,000 plus, the, you know, for in-state in state tuition. So I'm not sure how a kid now could work at Dunkin' Donuts and, and pay school. What do you think you would do nowadays if you were faced with the same financial situation as kids are faced with these days? Uh, I'd work as much as I can and and have to rely on loans, student loans. I mean, that's, that's uh, and try to go to, you know, try to look for a uh, cheaper option. Because at the end, you know, within five years, nobody cares what college you went, you know, you went to. They only worry about, you know, what you can do. If, if you if you go to Harvard and get a degree in English, you know you're just gonna gonna be just as unemployed as getting a degree of English from from community college. Okay. You know, so it, it depends. Yeah, so it depends on what you study, and you know, and you gotta you gotta look at you know cheaper options. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for your time, sir. Anytime, uh, you can, uh, you know, email me and call me anytime you have, uh, you have any other questions. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. To conclude this episode, I will respond to the central question. Yes, I believe students of wealthy parents who can prove that they're financially self-sustaining should be able to apply for need-based college aid. I don't think it's fair to throw somebody under the bus just because their parents don't want to pay, wealthy or not. I believe everybody should be given the same equal opportunities. Whether or not the person capitalizes off that opportunity is up to them. I believe it's hard for people to come to grips with this because of their biases. However, hopefully over time, I believe everybody will be able to see the unfairness of the situations and do something about it. Until then, I'm Yusuf Benchiki, and I'll see you on the next episode of The View.